Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and my special guest today is Victoria Voke. Here's a bit about Victoria. She is a self-published author, advanced certified grief recovery specialist, creator and podcast host of Grieving Voices, Reiki Master, UMAP certified coach, and end-of-life doula. She aims to use her strengths and skills through a variety of offerings to help those whose lives have been upended by grief and loss go from surviving to thriving. When she's not helping hurting hearts, you can find Victoria enjoying quiet living with her husband, three teens, and pooch in rural North Dakota. So without further ado, please welcome Victoria Volk to GEMS Podcast, where we're going to talk about grief and what does that look like in all areas. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. My pleasure, Victoria. So let's start off by telling us a fun fact about yourself, or it could be an interesting fact that obviously I don't know, nor does my community, and maybe some of your followers don't know. Um, I was a medic in the military and served in Iraq. Cool. What branch? Army National Guard. Okay, cool. I have a sweet spot for um, military folks. My sister was in the Navy. She was a CB. And I was like, that's totally different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So now let's dive into grief because um, pre-show we were talking about the different forms of grief, whether it's the loss of a loved one a family member. Some people forget about grief of losing their job, which I've been there, or even their pets. There's so many forms of grief, and each one of us reacts to grief totally different. Yeah, absolutely. There are more than 40 plus losses, types of losses. So if we think about the definition of grief, which how the Grief Recovery Institute describes it as the loss of hopes, dreams, and expectations, and anything that we wish would have been different, better, or more. Um, That embodies a lot of different types of loss. Miscarriage, like you said, pet loss, career loss, you know, many of the intangible losses that can often happen when we lose a loved one. Um, Let's say if there's less than loving relationships within a family unit, and maybe like a patriarch or a matriarch passes away, and all of a sudden the family doesn't get together anymore or stop communicating. So then there, there can be fallout um, in, the, in that regard. So those are even, you know, it's the ripple effect of you can have one loss and then many losses as a result of that. You know, let's say you, um, you know, lost your career, like you had mentioned, and you end up having to move. Well, then you're, let's say you lived in your house for 15, 20 years and you absolutely called it home, but you know, you need a job, right? You have to make a living and maybe you had to move and now you're saying goodbye to that home and to the neighborhood. And if you have children, they're having to say goodbye to their friends and community. And so there's a lot of ways that we can experience loss that can result from just one 
one other loss or one event. Absolutely. And then I also believe whenever you're experiencing loss and you're going through the grief journey, it's so important that you take that time to heal internally as well as externally and don't rush through the phases of grief because I found that when people try to listen to outside voices and external factors on how they should grieve um, sometimes they don't really come to terms with it themselves because they're just so busy just going through the emotions so in your line of work have you seen that to um be like a cause and effect to someone's detriment whenever they don't take the proper time to really go through the healing process. Well, what I'll say about time is that time just passes. So it is the action that you take in that time that really matters. And so you can have a devastating loss, but if you're attached to the story of that loss, you can spend 30 years as a griever in wallowing in anger and sorrow and all these things, which was me over 30 years. And so I, I, my message today is that it, you don't have to be in that place for 30 plus years. You don't even have to be in that place for three years if that's what you choose. And whether you choose to take action or whether you don't, both are a choice. And so it's not, and the thing is, none of us come out of the womb knowing, um, I take that back. We come out of the womb knowing how to grieve as young children, like we know how to express ourselves. It's just that parents unknowingly shut that down in their children because they themselves um, have become a byproduct of their own experiences and their own beliefs and their patterns that they've developed over their lifetime into adulthood and now being a parent. And so because we resort to what we know, if as a parent, we were not taught how to grieve in a healthy manner, uh, we will resort to what we know. And for the vast majority of the population, it's not healthy. We do not cope with grief in a healthy way. We resort to things called STURBs, which are short-term energy-relieving behaviors uh, like alcohol, shopping, gambling, sex, relationships, food, um, and because, because grief impacts every single area of our lives, we can feel like a train wreck and we can feel like there's something wrong with us and we can start to feel crazy. Um, and then we get messages from society and the outside world who also don't know how to grieve for the most part. And so it perpetuates the the issues that someone might be having. And people say hurtful and harmful things because they themselves has, haven't addressed their own grief or know what, what to say or do themselves, right? And so we all have kind of been brought up with these um, myths of grief, such as keeping busy. So we distract ourselves. So we, we don't have to face what we're feeling. We are told that we're strong, you know, people say, oh, you're so strong and or we believe that we have to be strong because of, you know, if we grew up in a home where um, you were put in a position where you were the strong one, right, Um, or didn't have a choice. And so then you kind of uh, live into that. And then society tells you you're so strong. Well, you know, then you don't seek help, right? You think you got it. You think you can do it on your own. So what you're actually doing is another myth of grief, and that's grieving alone. Uh, 
or you were taught as a child that it wasn't safe to cry, that it wasn't safe to express yourself. And so you grieve alone and you carry that belief about grief into adulthood. There's another myth of grief. It's keeping bit. Um, I said, keeping busy, but replace the loss. You know, many children experience this as children when uh, they lose a pet and the parent right away will say, well, let's go to the pet store. Let's get a different dog. We can get another dog. Right. And we see our adults, the adults in our lives often replacing relationships. You know, we replace people who have died, um, a spouse or, you know, we replace loss with something else to fill us because we are taught how to acquire things or people, but not what to do when we lose them. And so, you know, it's all of these myths and, and then we're told to not feel bad too. You know, when someone is crying, we often hand them a tissue, like stop your crying. Like that just stops the emotion. Right. So Absolutely. You have to be able to connect with those emotions because it is a part of you being a human. And I like to say, don't, don't be upset about, you know, crying. Tears are cleansing, they're freeing, and they're therapeutic. Just let the water flow down your face. And as it's flowing, you're releasing what is pent up energy, and you're letting it out. Because if you keep allowing that pent up energy to remain inside of you, there's going to be a trigger that causes you to burst as if you're popping that balloon. Yeah. And in grief recovery, we are taught that we either implode or we explode. And so either we explode with outward behaviors, anger towards others, or, you know, angry outbursts or physically, right. Or we implode and we start to have um, physical issues manifest migraines, eczema, fibromyalgia, disease, right. It's disease because we're not expressing and getting rid of that grief energy, right? It has to go somewhere. Yes. And what are, um, in your area, what are some healthy ways that you find can cope with grief outside of therapy? um, Exercise is also another thing that I've tried that has helped me. And what are some other ones that you've seen? Because you mentioned that you were um, in it for 30 years, and I'm not sure if you're open to sharing about Um, what you went through, but that could probably put some context around it. If you want to share, Victoria, feel free. Yeah. So my dad passed away when I was eight, but he was sick for quite some time before that. And my grandmother was sick at the same time. And actually she passed away and then he passed away within the year. And then I was molested as a child there thereafter. And um, I'm no stranger to grief, just put it that way. Well into my twenties, I had many experiences and di- many different losses. And so grief is, I've become very comfortable with it. And, and it's easy for me to sit with people in theirs because um, I was there for so long. It's very familiar to me, but um, we can be friends with it. It's not a month. It, it feels like a monster at the time, but it's the resistance of leaning into it and feeling into it that really causes us suffering. Um, You know, I say to grievers, um, when they're on the fence working with me, I'll say, you know, you're already suffering. The worst has already happened. So you can suffer and you can move your feet or you can just suffer. 
And so it really is about making a choice to do something different. And you can't bypass your emotions and you can't run away from them because you take you everywhere you go. It's going to follow you, whether you like it or not, or whether you don't believe that or not. If you are having these same patterns of behavior and the same similar, same, same or similar experiences repeating throughout your life, um, that's a pattern. And so what are the patterns telling you? Um, and often we can trace our patterns in adulthood to our childhood. And there's a theme there and there's dots that you can connect, but we can't see the label from inside the jar. And so we can't heal on an island, right? We don't heal on our own. And that's why my um, art for my, my podcast is me sitting on an island with a megaphone because we don't heal in isolation. And so to get beyond that, you, um, you can't do it alone. And it does require you to, like people will say, I don't have to dig up the past. I already lived it. Um, well, there's a difference between addressing what's emotionally incomplete for you and trying to bypass and diminish and minimize and bury. (laughs) There's a big difference. Um, because it's like sweeping it under the rug and, and thinking that every time you lift the rug to shake it out, there's nothing underneath, but it's always there. It's always there. So let's just sweep it and clean it up. Right. Yeah. And I like to um, also add Victoria is something covered up does not get healed. If you never go to the root cause to really pull out the weeds at the root, the weeds are still going to be there. They're going to be short and they may not surface, but next thing you know, you have these beautiful flowers and you're like, why are the weeds and intertwining in my garden? Well, did you go to the root and pull it up at the root so you could kill it at the root source? And if you haven't, that's why you keep going through the same thing over and over. And I could resonate with losing a father. I lost my dad in 2020 and um, due to medical negligence. And then I lost my job from corporate America and via layoff. I was in oil and gas, which, you know, that's up and down. Then nine months, five days later, lost my grandmother. And then just recently in January, I lost my other grandmother. So within a few years, so probably a year and a half, or maybe a little bit longer, I've lost four significant things, three, three loved ones and a job, which it still hurts. But if I didn't come to terms and grips with it on my own, not on someone else's terms, forcing me, then I wouldn't be here talking to you today, Victoria, because my outlet was the podcast because I got tired of hearing the same old cliches, especially growing up in a religious and spiritual household. You hear people say, oh, the Lord giveth and he take it away, or honey, he's in a better place, or I know how you feel, or dot, 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 the list goes on and on, and how can you tell somebody that you know how they feel if you've never lost a parent, if you've never lost a job, if you've never um, went through a divorce, if you've never went through narcissistic abuse, you can't say that you know how somebody feels if you haven't walked a mile in their shoe. And I think that we as individuals need to look for a better way to help grieving individuals versus using the common cliche lines. And the best way we do that is addressing our own stuff. (laughs) Because when we gain a better understanding of our own stuff, we um, develop and 
really flex that compassion muscle and understand what we're really saying. Because even I can, even though uh, we've both lost a parent, right? It's your loss is unique to you because your relationship to him was unique. You know, so even if we've experienced the same loss, same type of loss, I don't know what your loss was like because I don't know the ins and outs of your relationship. And that's what, that's what, you know, often happens too in family units. You can have, you know, three siblings that lose the same parent and those relationships were all unique and different, but yet that's what we lose sight of when we're grieving because maybe one child felt like, you know, I think sometimes too, there's depending on what the dynamics were, right? Each relationship is going to be different. One child might think that they got short shortchanged, right, by that parent or didn't get something that another child did. You know, what were the circumstances? What were the dynamics? So it's really hard to see other people's perspectives, right, when you're in that situation. Because as a sibling, you might look, we grew up in the same household. We had the same parent. Like, why are you looking at it this way? Why can't you understand what I'm feeling, right? And it's because the relationship was unique. Because each and every one of us are unique. Yes, that's the million dollar one right there, the relationships and the uniqueness of each relationship. And oh my gosh, I like I completely agree because in the beginning, I felt like my sister was not grieving, but then I had to realize she was grieving in her own way because I was super close to my dad and I felt like we were two peas in a pod, but then it's different whenever you are a blended family. Yes, you have the same father, but you have different mothers and you may have grown up differently, even though the father was present. Some, someone may feel as if he wasn't as present for them, even though he was there, so I love the fact that you talked about relationship because that's something that I needed to hear back then. But now that I've walked through it, I understand it more. And I tell people ignorance is bliss. I was very ignorant in the grief journey. And there are times where I may still be ignorant, but having conversations like this, Victoria, opens Pandora's box where you could actually dialogue with someone else and share these and let people know that, yes, I could, I could resonate, but I may not fully re relate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the one resource I would recommend to people, if they want to gain a better understanding of grief and the grieving process, is the Grief Recovery Handbook. And so I highly suggest putting that in the show notes so people can, can, res can resource that and reference that in their own grief and, you know, with, with the grief to better understand the grief of others, to learn how to better support others in their grief. And of course, work with me if you decide you want to move forward, because I, I know what it's like when you read the book and you think you can heal yourself and you can't. <laughs> I've been there, done that, check that box and it doesn't work. So you really, it's like I said, you can't see the label from inside the jar. And with the grief recovery handbook, I just want to make sure, is that the personal book that you wrote, Victoria, or if it is, it is not, it is okay. the book that we use within the program that I, that I facilitate okay. and it's, it really does lay the foundation of grief education and in a way that none of us have ever learned. It should probably be like high, like mandatory reading for high school teachers. It really should. Even for, there's actually a book to um, another resource, When Children Grieve. And that should be mandatory reading for anyone that works with kids, I think. 
Yeah, send me both of those links and I definitely want to put it in the um, show notes because one of the pillars here on this podcast is to educate and not only educate, but inspire and motivate because if we're not learning, then we're not growing. And as we begin to wind down, Victoria, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about your podcast because it does uh, talk about grief. So it's called Grieving Voices. So I want you to Tell me why you came up with the name Grieving Voices and what made you start your podcast? I talked about starting it for about a year. Um, I I think I was afraid that people would be afraid to talk about their grief. And then I would, it would be crickets, you know, and here I started this thing and then no one wants to be a part of it, but really it's been phenomenal. I, I, I'm into March for my episodes of 2023. I, I have, my lineup is, um, amazing people come on and share their stories. And, and if you're an expert, you know, I do have a requirement that you have to share your grief story because that's the point of the podcast is for people's voices to be heard in, in sharing what their grief has taught them um, and what there's really just share their story. We dive deep. I really dive deep into topics, um, various topics of grief and into their stories. And um, I started it because I wanted to change the conversation around grief to really expand on the fact that it isn't just about death and represent a lot of different examples of grief and and loss. Um, Yeah, it's um, the best thing I've ever done. Congratulations for starting it and just putting it out there because people definitely need it, especially with this pandemic. It's like either it woke you up or you stayed woke because everyone went through something different. And we all hit that period of reset where there was so much loss and hurt and et cetera. So I just really, from a podcaster to another podcaster, I want to thank you for your creative works that you do because it's not easy and people see, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. They're running a podcast, but they may not see the editing or you finding the guests or the promos and all the other things that go into podcasts podcasting. But as we wind down, Victoria, because I want to be respectful of your time, I want you to leave the listeners and viewers with your call to action for today's segment. Yeah, I think head to my website. Everything is there, the podcast link. Um, I have a bi-weekly newsletter where I share content not shared anywhere else. Uh, there is a free energy quiz where you can learn all about your energy type, what's draining it, what fuels it and some resources there. And there's also a free resources tab that has um, eBooks for referring to grief. Uh, So everything is on my website and that's the best place, theunleashedheart.com. And I'm on social media at theunleashedheart on Instagram. That's my favorite social platform, so. Amazing. And I want to thank you so much, Victoria, for coming on and having this coffee chat with me. Listeners and viewers, all of Victoria's information will be in the show notes, theunleashedheart.com, plus the two resources, the books that she shared, the dis- uh, the grief, no, the discovery handbook, right? The grief recovery handbook. The grief and recovery. When, yep. And when children grieve. Yes. And I did write a book too, and that link is on my website as well. Okay, perfect. And thank you so much for keeping me um, honest because sometimes y'all, I have those word vomits and I am human. But until we chat next time, peace.
love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We are on 40 plus platforms. Follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. And for those of you interested in supporting the mission or becoming a brand sponsor or ambassador, please reach out at genesisamariskemp.net so we can continue the mission of Gems Podcast, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while connecting the dots and bridging the gap between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Why? Because it takes all of us coming together to make this world a better place with lots of synergies. So I would love any monetary contributions or donations. I really appreciate. And to my girl, Victoria, thank you so much for what you do on the forefront as well as behind the scenes. Until we chat next time. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS G-E-M-S with W-I-T-H Genesis G-E-N-E-S-I-S Amaris A-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.